following podcast contains potentially massive spoilers for the movie referenced in the episode title. If you have not yet seen this movie and wish to be surprised when you do, consider yourself warned and turn back now. Welcome back to another episode of Schlock Till You Drop, where we take an exploration into exploitation. I'm John Quick, and with me, Joseph Jones, Mario Sawyers. Today, for our next second episode, we've done something a bit better than what we started out with. We're going with 2014's Zombievers. It was released on Freestyle Digital Blu-ray, uh, distributed by Universal. So it already is pushing the boundaries of what we're willing to take on the show. And with a $2 million budget, it is at the cap of our budget for movies we'll allow on the show. It was directed by Jordan Rubin, starring Rachel Melvin, Courtney Palm, Lexi Atkins, Hutch Dano, Jake Weary, Peter Gilroy. It did have a couple of limited theatrical runs. Total box office on it was just shy of 45000 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 69% critic and a 31% audience rating and pulling 4.8 out of 10 stars on IMDb. If you want to see this one, you can catch it streaming on Amazon Video and Netflix. It is also on DVD and Blu-ray. When a trio of college girls arrive at a remote cabin for a weekend getaway, their vacation is quickly jeopardized by a hungry bear, a menacing hunter, and the girls' own party-crashing boyfriends. However, these preliminary disturbances are nothing compared to what lurks in the lake by the cabin. The result of a local chemical spill, a horde of bloodthirsty, zombified beavers closes in on the unsuspecting co-eds. It isn't long before the kids are engaged in a life-and-death struggle with the ferocious zombievers. But it turns out that the creatures themselves are only the beginning of their nightmare. Again, kind of like with the uh, sorority babes, this one definitely falls into the horror comedy category. I think it succeeds a little better than sorority babes did. I think you're supposed to say it, zombievers. <laughs> I don't. I, I think you have to say it that way. I'm a... I, very, very possible. Yes. So, what are your initial reactions to this one? Oh, I love it. I, I, I don't care. This movie is awesome. <laughs> you got zombievers. You got naked girls. Beavers. You got a giant bear that just randomly is there. You have a little puppy that's running from the beavers. That everybody goes, oh, no, not the puppy. <laughs> Joe, whenever we watched it today, it was the first time you'd seen it. What What did you think right out of the gate? I didn't want to kill myself this time. <laughs> Which is a plus. I find that to be a, a genuine plus for the movie. Uh, Bill Burr was in it. That was yes. great. Yes. I love Bill Burr. He's hilarious. Bill Burr playing uh, one of the two idiots at the beginning of the movie that kickstart this whole thing by not paying attention to the deer in the road. Well, yeah. no, I take that back. He swears up and down. He sees it up until he plows it under his car, and then he admits that, no, he didn't see it. Of course, this has also knocked the toxic waste into the river, starting the... The yeah, problems. <laughs> classic intro to the zombie problem with the toxic waste, uh, irresponsible chemicals, that sort of thing. Uh, but the movie certainly doesn't take itself very seriously. No. I, I think the first time I watched it, I think I was trying to give it a little too much credit and trying to think it was a little bit too serious. 
now, especially because it's been a little while and watching it again uh, with the group here, no, it's obvious from the start. I mean, when we begin with these two dumbasses in the truck and the ones talking about, you know, he dated a guy once and it, the sex was brutal, but it wasn't the dick. It was the whiskers. <laughs> and Bill Burr. Right out of the gate. And John Mayer. Right? John Mayer. John yeah, Mayer, John Mayer yes. was the other one. That yes. surprised me. It, we right away kind of have an idea, okay, something's off. And then we get that wonderful animated intro, the opening credits with the animation that plays over the, the toxic waste barrel floating down the river. Oh, yeah, the 007 intro. <laughs> Almost a 007-style animated intro, yeah. So I think right out of the gate, looking at it, especially with a little hindsight, no, this movie was never trying to take itself too seriously, which I think serves as its strength. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I almost like it though when you get accidental sl- schlock, like last week or last last time. Yes, when we were dealing with uh, someone who was trying to make a scary movie, and and failed. <laughs> this he time, did. This time it's more like those sci-fi made-for-TV movies where they're like, "Yeah, we're not trying to make a scary movie here. We're just trying to make some schlock." Uh, yeah, only with a little more, a little better quality to it than maybe even the sci-fi movies, I think. Yeah, I mean, there certainly wasn't the heavy, heavy, heavy CG. It right. was a lot of practical puppets. Very much a lot of practical effects on this one. More Love. gore this week, too. Oh, God, God, thank God. Gore. Oh, yes. I needed that. <laughs> I, I needed the guy getting his dick eaten off. That was amazing. Oh. <laughs> that was the best. Watching that scene, Melee just yelled, Damn it, John! <laughs> to clarify that, uh, in some of the fiction I've written, I seem to have developed a tendency for penile pain let's call it so some mudcat available from jea press <laughs> <laughs> right um so the storyline here is pretty basic uh you know a pair of idiots hit the deer spill toxic waste in the river at the same time this is happening three girls are arriving at one of their cousin's cabins for a girl's weekends because well one of the boyfriends cheated on them which also creates the the dynamic tension subplot for later on in the movie naturally the guys show up crash the party as that's happening as well the toxic waste is turning the beavers into zombievers and then insanity ensues including a very interesting take on the when a zombie bites you you become a zombie thought process by having them become a hybrid zombie beaver themselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 scene was great when she walks into the room and she gets on there and I, then she trans and then Joe's just like, "Wait, that happened?" <laughs> that I thought for sure that was sequence. a dream sequence. <laughs> I was convinced. Oh, this is a dream sequence, right? And it yeah. has that ethereal quality to the way that the the camera work goes here. And I give insane props to Jordan Rubin with this one because. He knew exactly what his vision was, exactly how he wanted to present that vision, and by God, he did it. And now, granted, two million gets you a whole lot more today than it than it once did, but he used every penny of that. You yes, don't have a lot of big name actors in this. You have mostly unknowns, or maybe a couple of things to their credit, but not very much. Yeah, most of the music was from his own band. I think. I believe. Yeah, I believe that is correct. And. It, 
as far as acting though goes on this though for me courtney palm ends up being the standout at the beginning she comes off as just another one of the the vapid brainless girls but by the end of the movie, she's become pretty badass. No, that was great when she was sitting in the room and the zombie old lady was looking at her and she just did the, nope, fuck that, and just jumps out jumps the window. Jumps out the window. <laughs> yeah, no, she certainly stands out. And she's got some of the funnier lines. Her and her, her boyfriend. I, uh, yeah, yeah, Buck. boyfriend Buck, Buck yes. Yeah. They were hilarious. I'm a Power Ranger. <laughs> You're like a Power Ranger, yes. Buck, uh has a tendency to blurt strange things during <laughs> sex. And if you watch the, the gag reel that plays during the credits, you get to see a few more of the weird things that he was, he was yelling out. And it becomes quite obvious that, uh, Courtney, even with the, the acting that she was displaying here, could not hold herself together for that. <laughs> yeah. That was, his name is Buck and he likes to fuck. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, so it, with the acting, I think all the way around, we had better performances than uh, than we did last time. The one thing that I will say, there's not many characters you really want to like in this movie. That's the truth. There's no like standout heroic character, right? There's right. no virginal uh, woman or you know square jawed guy. They're all just well. The one friend, she started off the one with the glasses. I, I don't remember the character's name because. Yeah, Mary. But, yeah, Mary. She she started off as being the good girl through the whole film, and the way the film is making it set up, you start to think, okay, she's going to be the one that actually survives, and she's going to be the True. one. True, the film it does play to that, and then it subverts your expectations. It is subverts, yeah, especially once it comes out, she was the one. She was the one that the or kiss that, that the boyfriend had cheated with. It was well, they, kiss caught at a party. Watch your social media, boys and girls. Right. Yeah, so we don't land on that trope anywhere, which is a little disappointing when you're trying to schlock a movie, right? But at I mean, the same time, it's a nice subversion because it does create a more realistic atmosphere. Because let's be realistic here. If you were in, if you wandered upon that group of people in real life, odds are you're probably going to like them about as much as you like the characters in this movie. Well, that's true. I right. just, I feel like though, when you're you're making a horror movie, project right when right doing some kind of horror style project you do need to still kind of fall into the tropes because if you don't you kind of lose the essence of what a horror movie is supposed to be now there it's okay to subvert some tropes as long as you have other parts in place right well we did have that here though i think i mean the characters subverted the typical trope i mean it's hard to classify while they wear the clothing and and look the parts certainly of you know jock and doofus and and virginal hot, girl and such. a hot girl yeah you girl, so on, so on. yeah you have that there at the same time that almost feels like he's playing with you a little bit maybe because he's he he doesn't let them fulfill those roles in the movie they just look the part so at the it, it could also be a generational thing right it could be uh, i don't know how so. old the uh, director is but all the the cast is very young it's a very young cast so a very millennial cast yes so it could just be that uh it's generational, like the tropes that we feel should be in horror movies maybe aren't the current, because we're all a bunch of old guys. So. It, it, and that very well could be. At the same time, you know, it, yeah. it being one of those old guys, I still like the movie. So, uh, And direction, like I, like I said, major props to Jordan Rubin for, for having his vision 
nailing his vision and being a little bit creative with his vision. I, I think he knew going into it that he had no intention of taking it too seriously. He was going to play it straight with his tongue planted firmly in his cheek. I think that's the best tone to take for a movie yeah, like I mean, this. I certainly don't hate the film with the power of 100 hard dicks, but <laughs> it's still... It still hurt to watch. There was some some acting that most of the acting was really rough. Um, there was no points. one could really appear horrified. Yeah, well, there was points in the script where you're just were listening to the actresses talk, and you're just like, "So a guy wrote this." Yeah, script. yeah, a guy you, wrote you the script. Tell it is, absolutely, it is very obvious that a guy wrote this script, and it is also very obvious that he was trying not to be show too chauvinistic true but there's still a little bit of that there we definitely don't get the the fullness of a badass female heroine in the buffy yeah no and there's a lot of exploitation uh, a lot of nudity there is a Uh, lot of nudity and and skimpy clothes and that sort of thing and Scenes of nudity that go on a lot longer than you expect them to. Yeah, the the the, the toplessness went on for a very very long time. Though to be fair, he doesn't just gear this towards guys because he does have a couple of dick shots in the movie. It's true. They're on a cell phone at the very beginning, but he does have some dick shots in this movie. Yeah, it was very random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess girls do like dick pics. Now we know. <laughs> uh Sure. <laughs> Let's not test that theory, anyone out there listening. So, direction was good, and I think we kind of touched a little on cinematography there. So, let's talk about what, for me, was one of the real highlights for this movie, the effects. Oh, I love it. it uh, I love dumb puppets. <laughs> I love them so much. Dumb puppets are the best. Puppets on wheels. Puppets oh, on yes. sticks, puppets with hands up their asses. Oh my god, <laughs> we had everything. <laughs> it, there, this was a very much a stuffed animal puppet bonanza in terms of what we saw. I think the bear, obviously, that had to have been a little bit of CGI going on there, yeah. because I don't think that to me looked like a full size bear, and I certainly don't think they're going to let you put makeup on them. <laughs> but. The beavers themselves, as soon as you see them, even before they're zombified. <laughs> when they're just sitting out there, and they, they look at each other, look at the canister, look at each other again. It's like, aww. <laughs> it, it's quite obvious that that is the look he was going for. It wasn't just that he hired a cheap effects studio, which he did not hire a cheap effects studio. No, here. an amazing effects studio. Yeah. Uh, had some some very impressive credits. Magnificent 7, uh, right. 300. Yeah. You know, so these are not amateurs doing the effects for this movie and it definitely shows uh, i think the money he saved on cast he spent on effects he spent yeah. on quality cheap effects which is what i love right quality cheap practical effects yeah, yeah yeah which unfortunately in this day and age you don't see a lot of you see mostly cg yeah but this guy had the buckets of fake blood he had he had the latex and the foam rubber and everything that made Everything that was appealing about the schlock and exploitation movies of the 70s and 80s, he had it on full display here, but with the modern technologies behind it. And he he does things that you can only do now, like a guy gets his dick eaten off. I mean, come on. (laughs) I'll argue pieces. Yeah, but that's one. That wasn't eaten off. It was ripped ripped off. off, But 
you still had it, and that's well, yeah. But when we were younger, this is about as grindhouse as you right, can get. Yeah. So when we were younger, that's a rated X movie. Very true. Up. Very I mean, true. Yeah. That was for the seventies. That was X rated, which does not mean porn. It means the MPAA does not think anyone under eighteen should ever watch this movie, or anyone should ever watch this movie. If you left it up to the MPAA, you are correct. Uh, but yes, the effects are most definitely the highlight here. Um, I mean, there's really, there's not a lot we can say about this one. This movie, to me, fired on all cylinders. Yeah, I, I came into this uh, saying that this is going to be a hard movie to schlock because it's um, it's meant to be schlocky. And when you're trying to be schlocky, it's hard to find a place where you can just really make fun of it. I mean, you can hit the acting, but the bad acting actually serves the movie. Especially for a, for one that is satirical like this. Yeah. Now, there are some continuity errors. Yeah, and there's some dialogue issues. Where the dialogue could have been a little snappier. Right. There's some continuity things. Like, at one point, one of the zombie beavers has attacked a girl in the kitchen. They have stopped it there. Yeah, yeah. As they're discussing the fact that this thing is a oh my god, it's the Z word type mm-hmm. discussion. They cut its head off, throw it outside. The body's left there. The kids never do anything with the body. But the next time a girl comes into that kitchen for oh, yeah. something... I point that out. Yeah, there's a blood smear <laughs> on the counter. There's there's a, the counter. Yeah, there's a blood smear on the counter. There is no dead beaver there. Yeah, I was expecting like a headless zombie body to come attacking somebody at some point. Another question I have, when never did, did that one chick get uh, infected? The one, the first, the infection. When did she get infected? The surprise turn at the end. So, major spoiler here. The when Mary turns, I'm not even talking about her. Yeah, you're talking about the blonde. I'm talking about the blonde. She got scratched by the zombie that attacked her. Yeah, evidently even a scratch. Okay, I I don't even remember. Yeah, when she was in a fight with the zombie, because they're all attacked at the lake. Okay, she runs back to the house, and the zombie attacks her there. Mm. The First thing that zombie does is scratch her. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I missed that. It, so, just, it happened so fast. Now, I why that. she became the first one to turn when you have Buck in the lake whose foot was eaten off by zombies, that's a little... The order they turn in becomes a little weird. Mary, when she does her turn at the very end, there's never been any indication. In fact, she and the one surviving guy from the cast checked each other yeah. before they had no. very inappropriate they sex. They started to check. He started because he was like, take off the rest. And before she, he says, what is that? And then before. Which prompts them to start have inappropriately sex. timed sex. Yeah, yes. which was, that was, that was kind of odd. I mean, no matter how hot a chick is in the middle of a zombie crisis. If you have zombie beavers <laughs> screaming in the background, yeah. you're not going to be feeling very sexy. No, no, no. You're going to have a zombie dick, right? You just can't get it up. <laughs> well, he had no dick after the end of that particular scene. Oh, so. so good. Uh, the transformation scene, that that was beautiful, the dream sequence. <laughs> yeah, and I think the like the order of turning might have to do with an editing thing, right? Because her transformation was so good, they were like, we want to show this first, right? It could well be. It could well be. And it could be... Im- I think maybe it could be implied that that was happening at the same time the things were happening in the neighbor house where Buck turns. Sure, yeah. I'm willing to let that go. That's not a huge issue for me, I think. Um, Yeah, no, because that transformation, her teeth fall out and she grows the 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 claws and the buck teeth. That was was really, really impressive. I mean, you know, it was bad. 
but it was impressive. I don't even know if I would call that bad. It looked really good. I mean, it's not American Werewolf in London. Well, no, but very few movies are going to be to that level. I demand they all be. <laughs> well, hire the same effects geniuses. Um, <laughs> or hire K&B. Yeah. Know, that, but this was not... This was a K&B movie back in the mid-80s. This is not a K&B movie now where Greg Nicotero is working with Walking Dead and yeah. they're doing the effects for Chronicles of Narnia. And they have kind of moved... They haven't forgotten their roots. Don't misunderstand that. But they have definitely moved beyond those roots. They they have definitely come a long way from when they met together working on Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. And they certainly have an amazing studio. Uh, so yeah, props to them. But there were just – it was – most of the continuity stuff is little like that, yeah. though. It's, it's the body that goes missing. Um, right. At the beginning, they get – they walk to the lake, and they're wearing shorts, and the next – the next – I mean, the, there's no real scene transition, and they're getting into the water, but they're suddenly in bikinis. Right. And just, just little bitty things like that. And little things like, like that aren't a big deal. No, it's nitpicky stuff. Yeah, just the uh, the missing body was the one that was just huge for me, because in a horror movie, when you have a missing body... It's Chekhov's gun. Yeah, yeah. It's got to show back up, especially in a zombie film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if, if you see that... And then you take it away, and you don't show them taking. And maybe it was a deleted scene. Maybe it was yeah, cut for a pacing or something pacing like that, or for time or whatever. We don't know. I, I haven't looked at the Blu-ray for this to see. Uh, we watched streaming version of it. You know, I haven't looked at the Blu-ray for this to see the special feature, see if there's de- deleted scenes that would maybe fill in some of those blank, some of those gaps, and fix continuity errors. I don't know. So, um. Overall impressions, what do you guys think? I, I personally, this is probably one of my favorite horror movies that has come out in the last five to ten years. I am just, I, I love this. It is everything, to me, it's that throwback to the 80s that I grew up with. But it's modernized enough that it doesn't look or feel dated. And it just, it, for me, it connects. It, it hits every one of those things that I love out of horror movies. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd give it about two and a half boners, I think. <laughs> it's not bad. It's got TNA. I like that. You know, I I like, I would have liked a better heroine. You know, I would have liked a stronger heroine, I think. that's I really like seeing that in horror movies. I do, too, but I will at least give this movie credit in that it had some actual character. It limited it pretty much to one character, but it did have some character development, at least for... Uh, I believe Zoe was the character's name, Courtney yeah, Palm's so. character. It at least had some character development for her because she starts out that that vapid sorority girl that annoys the hell out of you. But by the end of the movie, you do kind of root for her a little bit and I feel kind of bad that the same dumbasses are on the road not paying attention. Uh, I didn't feel so bad about that. I think you more root for her because she's the only one left alive that had somewhat sense in their mind. Though, I mean... Actually, on that topic, I will give credit as well, with a couple of exceptions, these characters had some brains. Uh. With a few exceptions. (laughs) At least once they realized fully what the problem was, they they had some brains. Now, did they do everything correct? No. Absolutely not. They made bad decisions, but you can make bad decisions while trying to make correct decisions. Yeah, just some of those bad decisions really, really 
bad. Hey, I know there's zombies outside, but let's take our clothes off. Okay, there was a reason for that. They were trying to check each other for bites. The fact that they took their clothes off, understandable. Yeah, that the part's that understandable. The fact sex. that it devolved into sex is... That's, that's where it was the problem. What's she going to do if the guy scratched? She don't have a gun or anything. I mean... Go run outside where the zombies are. <laughs> Lock him in a closet. Lock him in the closet. They were in the bathroom. Lock him in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throw him throw him out there with the zombies while she stays trapped in the bathroom for the rest of the movie and you know, dies of starvation when the zombies don't go away. It's very anticlimactic. I mean, yeah, the buck losing his foot and watching that go on a lot longer than he probably should. Yeah. That whole I mean, them dragging Buck around a lot was kinda longer than I realistically think it should have been. He should have been dead <laughs> or passed out from a lack of blood loss. They're from blood loss, he yeah. Was, he did pretty much sleep for most of the rest of the movie after that point. So at least the, the passed out from blood loss, mm. you could you could say they did reflect that part. Right. And think back to when you were 20, 21 years old. You did stupid shit, too. Yeah, I'm not saying I didn't do and stupid that, shit. And that's, that's kind of where these characters are. And if you make the characters do the obvious logical totally 100 percent right thing it's not interesting there is no dramatic tension to the movie right but in terms of comparison to most characters in horror movies these characters at least had more brains this is the point that i'm making for the most part with a couple of exceptions they one of the exceptions is instead of going straight to the cabin, they should have ran to the cars. They have only one car there. Remember okay. the the boyfriends parked like down the road a ways, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't be heard. They had a what a Nissan hybrid or whatever that was. They, they had, had a, a Prius. A Pri- okay, they had a Prius. You could fit like twelve people inside a hybrid. Mm, no, no, <laughs> no. You see the interior <laughs> of that car from the be- you see the interior of that car from the beginning. At most, you could have crammed five in there. Okay. You have a guy who's wounded, mm. and it is reasonable to expect that they couldn't all get in there. Okay, when the jock stands up and says, "Look." I'm going to make a go for the car. We're going to take him to the hospital. That's a smart decision. Mm -hmm. They argue that it's dumb because he's got to wait out amongst the zombies, but it's a short distance to the car. Right. And he's going to send back help for the rest. So they're acknowledging that Buck is not going to be in a position to be sitting upright in a car, Mm. which if your foot's been cut off and you don't want your leg pointing downward because you're just (laughs) exacerbating the problem at this point. So this was actually a fairly smart decision on their part. Uh, you even pointed out when Zoe jumps out the window rather than deal with the zombified yeah. neighbor woman. Yeah, take your chances. That's going to hurt like hell, but I'd rather break an arm than By get killed. Yeah. So, you know, they did make some smart decisions. All right, Mario, go ahead. What's your what's your overall thought on this one? Ah, uh, My opinion on this, I enjoyed it. It was a fun... It was a nice, fun horror movie where you, you got the puppets, you got the blood gore, you got the TNA, like everyone else says. Oh yeah, I mean, everybody loves that. Um, and it was it was a good comedy mix within there, and it was a surprising ending where the one female that you didn't expect to survive ends up being the, yeah being ends up being the one that survived. Oh yeah, so, I, th- I think you pointed it out during the movie too. The 
you know, a lot of times the the slut is one of the first to die. Oh, naturally, yeah. This is how the the girl was portrayed from the beginning, and yet she lived to the end. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. So I mean I I enjoyed I enjoyed that twist on it I I like the makeup effects for the the transformation of the humans to the zombie beaver esque <laughs> that was good effects yeah, ish. on that <laughs> um the dick biting off scene like Joe Lo- that Joe loves it was interesting I wasn't expect I mean when the first time I watched it wasn't expecting it at all and it's just mm-hmm. like damn it John. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that bad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and rate this one then. This movie is 2014. This is pretty new. I think it's safe to go ahead and take remake off the table because it is just too new to even consider a remake at this point. So that leaves us with, do we just, does this movie hold up? Is this going to be one that, that, you know, people like us are going to be looking at in 30 years as one of the schlock classics for the the 21st century or is this one that's just going to fade into obscurity and nobody's going to ever even think of it to even 10 years from now joe what do you think i uh as much as i don't hate this movie i think that it's going to disappear um it's lived on netflix for quite a while now it has but I don't think it has the gravitas or the power. I don't think it's funny enough, really, to uh, to keep going. I think it's going to kind of stay underground, and yeah, that's about so. as far as it'll I... go. Okay. Mario, what do you think? Unfortunately, I have to agree with Joe. I mean, I, as much as I as love... As much the, as you hate to do that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> as much as I love the movie, it's not... It doesn't have the... I don't know. I don't know how... The, the, pizzazz, the pizzazz that other horror movies have where it will it can just it'll shine in the light i am actually going to be the voice of dissension here oh my see (laughs) if you look at i'm going to kind of dig back to this and kind of show you where i'm coming from if you look back to the 80s movies when that a lot of which we're going to be tackling on here they weren't super popular when they came out Mm -hmm. uh they faded very quickly from video shelves in a lot of cases. Now, video shelves then, today, think streaming services. You know, there would be Netflix and Amazon video, things of that nature. But they have found a resurgence, especially here in the last, I'd say, five years. Uh, It is a very niche crowd. It is very underground. But they are finding a resurgence. And it is almost becoming cool to find these bad movies again. I think this is going to be one of those movies that will fit into that category that 30 years from now, whenever we do this full cycle again, and we're in a new generation of horror and a new generation of horror fans, I think this will end up being one of those movies that somebody stumbles onto. They talk about it on whatever passes for social media, wide mass communication equivalent in 30 years and starts building another underground following for it i I think it's got the potential for that it has the if you look at it in comparison to those old 80s movies there are a lot of the same qualities there it has the qualities but my my thing is that it's not as unique as some of the other movies i think the, the thing that makes those 80s movies live on 
It's because they were trying. Yeah. They were trying to make a real movie. Right. And they created schlock. Yeah. I think accidental schlock make, will make something live forever. Whereas when you're going for it, like, I don't know, Lava Lantula, <laughs> then it's just, it just it's not as tight. I think the prime but example I agree to disagree. I, the prime no, example no, I have to look at this is look at Critters 1 and look at Critters 2. Those are actually two examples of both styles of movies. Critters 1 was a serious horror movie. And when they saw up, how it was received, they ended up they with ended up Critters, Critters 2, being, two yeah. which was more. Which blows. <laughs> which everybody yeah. disliked Critters 2 compared to Critters 1. So that's true. That's the thing. That's why I'm looking at it. And that's fine. I mean, we're all we all have our opinions, and that's what makes this world great. Yes, just mine's right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for us here. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing our discussions on this. I think whatever our final opinion is, I think all three of us would encourage you to give this one a try. Give this one a try. You might want to have a couple of beers or maybe a, a good slug of whiskey first, but or or if you're 420 friendly, you know, hey, take care of that before you sit down to it. But yeah, definitely give this one a shot. I think you'll be glad that you did. And we hope you guys will join us again next time when we tackle another exploration into exploitation right here on Schlock Till You Drop.